Wait a minute. You like wrestling. Of course I like wrestling. That's why I hate it. Outlaws. Wrestling is better than the things you like. Outlaws. You'll take those rattlesnake fangs and you'll stick them right in my ass. What? To episode 39 of the Middle Aged Outlaws podcast. Uh, today we were meant to be talking about the the heroes of world-class wrestling, but um, we're not. <laughs> Instead, we're talking about the heroes of 2016 as we take on WWE's Survivor Series. What was the tagline, Adam? Is it fantasy warfare just got real? It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh... That's, so it I just should, makes me cringe hearing that. That's horrible. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I should explain. We were going to talk about a documentary we found on YouTube: the 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 heroes of world class championship wrestling. Um, having watched some of it, although it's a really really good documentary, really difficult to talk about probably for like an hour and a half podcast sort of thing. So we had to take drastic measures. And Adam, I found myself feeling like J.J. Dillon a little bit at this time because I had a decision to make. I didn't know who to talk to about it. And I just thought, what would J.J. Dillon do? J.J. Dillon would get Roddy Piper to come and make a decision for him, like he did very often in WCW. But Rowdy Rowdy Roddy Piper isn't available. Yeah. So I I went on an adventure... And uh, it was it was a deep adventure, a lot of soul searching, and on that adventure, Adam, I discovered the Oracle, the WWE Network Oracle, and she spoke to me, Adam. She spoke in my ear with a silky silver tongue, and she told me Survivor Series 2016. I didn't like that. And that's that's how we ended up here. I, I kind of control how she spoke to me. To be fair, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, so we've decided that we're going to keep this oracle in the box, a bit like the Gimp in Pulp Fiction. Um, you can say bring up the oracle, um, and we're we're going to let her, whether we like it or not, we're going to let her decide our our future viewing from now on aren't we yeah this is going to change some things because um i think i i have tried probably to pick things that i thought might be good yeah and (laughs) And then you you run out eventually you know the the obvious ones stop coming to mind but i suppose when we're talking about something that's not good it's a whole different type of uh, podcast um Mm. and probably gives us a little bit more freedom to be critical um, exactly. We, Sometimes it's quite good fun to watch rubbish. Yeah, and we we might we'll just have to take what it gives us. Absolutely, we will trust in the oracle, um, and we will we will see at the end of this episode what she gives us for next time. Um, yeah. But anyway, 
on to on to our pick for this week, which was Survivor Series 2016. Like we said, fantasy warfare just got real. Um, this was set in this was the second ever Survivor Series set in set in Canada. Take took place in Canada. The first ever one was Adam. Uh, oh, that that must have been. It was a Survivor Series that had the Montreal screw job, wasn't it? There so that'd you be go. Yeah. 97. 97. Yeah. So it's the second ever Survivor Series to take place in Canada. Uh, and the 30th annual Survivor Series overall. Yeah. So there you go. Um, before we get into this absolute gem of a pay per view, let's. Uh, and and before we get into how cringeworthy the whole red versus blue, raw versus SmackDown thing is, um, which I'm sure we 100% will, I'll tell you a little bit about what happened around about this time, November 2016. Can you think of anything world-shattering that might have happened in November 2016? I can't, to be honest. Um, you would kick yourself. Oh. WWE Hall of Famer. Donald Trump was elected the 45th oh, is that, is that president of the United Jeez. States of America. Hi, I was shocked as well. Oh. It's amazing to think we've lived through his term and we're out the other side already. Yeah. Um, time's oh, been crazy. Uh, another WWE, not Hall of Famer, I don't think, but a WWE legend, uh, The Rock, starred in the, the film premiere of Disney's Moana. Okay. A big, big favorite, a big favorite of mine. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the TV series The Crown premiered. Okay. You ever watch that? Never seen it. I've I've heard it's very good, and I've heard that from people who I wouldn't have thought would like that style of show, but I've never watched it. Same. You? Yeah. Same. No. And uh, I've got a couple of deaths down here. Uh, sadly, we lost Leonard Leonard Cohen. Uh, sad times. Of hallelujah, hallelujah fame and Fidel Castro. <laughs> oh, okay. Two. Yeah. Two, you know, similar gentlemen. Um, I'm not going to... Uh, UK and US number ones oh, in God. November 2016. I didn't, I didn't even know that they were still doing music in 2016. <laughs> I thought it all ended about 15 years before that. Can you, can you hazard anything? I, I don't uh, even... I Have mean, you ever heard of whoever this is? Not the UK one. I've heard of the US one. They're both dance, sort of oh. EDM, sort of dance oh. songs. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. Sorry. Okay. okay. UK number one was Rockabye by Clean Bandit. I've, I've heard of Clean Bandit. Nice. I think yeah. I had Sean Paul on it. I listened to it and I was like, oh, right, aye, that song. Okay. And US number one was Closer by the Chainsmokers featuring Halsey. That doesn't mean a lot to me, but good for them. Cool. Okay. It's better when they're historical. I mean, yeah, not... I could at least give a guess for some of the older ones. 2000s or whatever, aye, when, yeah. when we existed. <laughs> so, Survivor Series 2016. Yeah, a little bit of background. Um, in July 2016, they introduced the <laughs> the fan favourite brand split. Um, I want to say that they had a, a draft round about that time. 
I think you were maybe watching around about this time, is that Yeah, true? I think I was actually. Yeah, some of this rang a bell, some of the storylines rang a bell. So they had their brand split. You had performers exclusive to SmackDown, exclusive to Raw, um, and this Survivor Series and the build-up to it. I watched the Raw and the SmackDown before it was literally all about Stephanie and Mick Foley, who were the general manager and commissioner or something of Raw, and Shane McMahon's big tomato face, and Daniel Bryan, who was injured at the time. He was... They were the equivalent of them for SmackDown. Yeah. All about them and who's the better brand and blah de blah de blah. What a shame. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're that... kind of trying to create they talked about this a lot and it, it it seemed to come up every few years. They're like trying to create their own competition because they don't have another big opposing company uh, giving them competition at this point. Yeah. Um and you know at I always remember thinking, when I was younger, I loved Survivor Series. And, you know, I didn't need title matches and all that. It would usually be all down the card, good guys against bad guys. It'd Mm -hmm. normally be whoever was in a program against each other as the team captains at at the top of the card. And then a tag team that maybe have some issues with the tag team on the other side and things like that. And then like an intercontinental level guy along with that. and it worked for me as a kid. And uh, I, I think I can understand more now how limiting that was from, you know, your your creative point of view. Um, mm-hmm. But it never bothered me when I was young. I was just like, oh, this is cool. It's different. It's teams, you know, and it, it it's what that event was all about. Um, but it's never really, I, I don't think it, it ever really worked moving into new eras in in that way. I don't like. I remember they hold, you know, we we covered Deadly Game, which was a tournament at Survivor Series, which a totally different type of thing. But the whole, you know, five on five or or more, I don't remember it transitioning very well into future eras. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking about the exact same thing because I I intend to shit on quite a lot of this pay per view, <laughs> and I, I remember thinking I used to love Survivor Series same way same way that you're describing there, like you get people teaming together you wouldn't normally see together, mm-hmm. and the whole five on five thing was a total novelty. Um, and and you probably got to compare, you know, like this ridiculous tag team match that they had, I think it was like 10 v 10 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if see if it went back to like 1989, that was Demolition and uh-huh. uh, whoever, I think I would have thought it was brilliant. Yeah. So it's maybe just us. And it's, yeah. But possibly. I, I think, yeah. you know, like it, it translating, it's a thousand percent manufactured. That's fine. Like wrestling's a thousand percent manufactured, mm-hmm. but you can, yeah. you can present it in a way where it's not. And it's almost mm-hmm. like they're going out their way to present it being like ridiculously manufactured, which is not, not entertaining yeah. in the slightest. <laughs> Yeah. Do we just sound like grumpy old men? Probably. Pro- probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only going to get worse as we go through it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> First match. Um, shall Shall we go? Shall we go into? It? I'm not even going to try and talk about who the commentary team is, because it changes yeah. for. I think it changes for literally every match. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a tough one to keep track of. The the only one missing was 
that little I always think that Tom Phillips guy is, is like it's like they tried to clone Michael Cole but they just got like a little version of him <laughs> but he wasn't even there I don't know who the lead anyway <laughs> it's not even worth it. I think nah. Cole Cole was on a lot of them uh-huh. David Otunga was there uh, what's uh, that is it Maro, um, oh, Maro yeah. Ronaldo was there as well. Yeah, That's he's right. on it. Um, yeah, it is a, like it is tough to keep track because you know the matches are raw against SmackDown. You've got your announcers from one of each, but they're not all on every match. Yeah, it's 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 confusing. Confusing. So let's talk about the first match. We've got uh, Interbrand Women's Five on Five, Five on Five. Uh, yep. tag team classic survivor series match so correct me if i get these wrong team raw was bailey alicia fox nia Jax, sasha banks and charlotte flair who yep. they just announced as charlotte <laughs> um and the smackdown women's team was becky lynch naomi alexa bliss carmella and what was supposed to be nikki bella yeah um immediately We've got shenanigans from the SmackDown side of thing. I, I I was surprised to see that Becky Lynch was champion in 2016 SmackDown. Yeah, her champion. her. Remember when she she got absolutely huge, probably biggest star in the company. That that must have been was that after this, but I I couldn't tell if that had already happened or she she wasn't the man. She they were like just right. calling her the Irish last last kicker. Okay, so her her huge push is probably a little bit down the line from here, but she must have been champion before that happened as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there's a bit of shenanigans. Nikki Bella's music hits. You can look, but you can't touch. Adam. Yeah, that's that's, that's what, the story that's what of my music life. Says. Yep. Oh. <laughs> um. Uh, but she doesn't appear. And we get the classic camera flying down the down the backstage bit, and uh, we're greeted by her lying on the floor. And Daniel Bryan runs towards her and says, "Oh my gosh!" That was that really made me laugh. I don't think that's what Daniel Bryan's response legitimately. He never had to have that scripted for him, surely. <laughs> oh my, oh my gosh! Um, Nikki Bella, who has been taken out, and the supposed coach of the SmackDown Women's team, Natalia. Says, oh, well, I suppose I'll replace her then. Yeah. It all seemed really convenient that they had this, you know, active talent who was a coach and able to just step in. Good old Natalia. Good yeah. old Natalia. It's like <laughs> Meg Griffin. <laughs> just old reliable. I don't know what that means. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I, I I really don't want to go through this match. I I, I don't hate women rest women's wrestling at all. Um, I'm a fan of some of the people in this match. I like Charlotte's matches. I tend to quite enjoy. Sasha Banks is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought Becky's a lot better in the ring in this match than what I've seen her in when she got yeah. big. Yeah, um, yeah. Who else she got there? Naomi. I was really impressed with. I thought she was good, but she, but. Like gen generally, this match was fucking dreadful. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of notes like walking through move for move because it's these matches are difficult because there's so much, there's so many people involved, there's so much going on around. You know, I think every multi 
team multi-person match that we'll talk through you get a point where they're all in the ring at once and, and things like that and you kind of need so. to clear some people out before you can make any sense of a match um yeah and they're, they're they're difficult to keep track of we will definitely hit on one at some point it could be in this match where i miss an elimination and i don't know how i missed it because even skip back <laughs> a little bit thinking i've missed i've missed this um so i've just kind of kept track of the eliminations and, and how that okay. worked okay oh well you do the eliminations and i've got some moves okay okay a fucking bronco buster yes carmela thanks a lot carmela Fucking Bronco Buster. Um, who else? Uh, there, there, I don't think there's anybody eliminated by this point. Nia Jax comes in, right? Mm-hmm. And she's obviously quite a big, imposing character. And she literally wrecks everybody from the other team, from Team yep. SmackDown. And then she just tags back out again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were thinking. I was watching thinking. I mean, logically, she can just win this match and everyone can go home. That's, that, that's mm-hmm. the way to do this. But they didn't seem to be keen on that. So that that I think was just all happening before the first elimination. Um, so we've okay. got Alicia Fox eliminating Carmella after a, a scissor kick to the back of the head. Okay. I've got that as the first elimination. Now, with any of these, I could be wrong because, as no, I say... I've got that as well, yep. Oh, good, good. Um, and then I've got the second elimination happening pretty quickly after that. I Almost think. immediately, yep. Yeah. So I think it was referred to as a twisted bliss uh, by Alexa Bliss to then eliminate mm-hmm. Alicia Fox. I don't think uh, that's a bad move off the top rope. Like, I think it looks mm. all right. Um, so yeah, that, that... Hardy things with her fingers, which is weird. But yeah, it's just one of these. I've never been quite sure. I don't know. I don't know that I've ever been that keen on any of the characters they've gone with with her. Mm. Like, they always seem to be. I don't know, taking things to slightly ridiculous levels. Um, Childish sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I think she's fairly talented. Uh, And I remember watching this a long time ago. I must have just been looking for stuff to watch on the network. And do you remember they had this series called Drive Along? Did you ever see Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. basically them them going from town to town in their car um, as, as they would do but there's a camera filming and recording everything and it was her and I want to say Braun Strowman um, and there was quite a lot of banter and she was funny and there was a decent dynamic between the two and all that and I was watching thinking I've never seen this, this character uh, yeah but it made yeah. me think is that just her why not just use that but yeah yeah, you're, you're just not in the mindset of a billionaire, Adam. That's what's I'm wrong not. with you. I'm not. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got Bliss eliminating Alicia Fox after yep. Carmelo was eliminated by her. So we're at 4v4. Yeah. Um, as at this point, I think they do the old classic let's all wait outside the ring bit. Yeah. <laughs> or round, round about there. Naomi does quite a good cross body from the top rope on uh, Nia Jax. Um, but uh, this thing goes to Naomi getting counted out, so I'm not sure what happens in between. Yeah, times. I think she's trying to get back in the ring and she gets attacked by Nia Jax um, and basically left laying on the ground. I think there's like she rams her into the post and stuff like that. Right. Um, basically just dominates and takes her out. So yeah, she can't make it back into the ring in time. Okay. And then Shock as Sasha Banks gets eliminated pretty quickly after that. 
Yeah, she she I've got that she was uh, she was coming up with some I've written innovative knee moves. I'm not quite sure what I mean by that, but okay. yeah. something caught my eye that, that mm. she was doing. And then uh, she seems to pretty quickly after that get uh, rolled up by Natalia um, to, to take her out. And I think that leaves it at 3-3. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, we get to a point where Charlotte and Natalia are facing off. And some asshole on commentary said the hearts and the flares are at it again, and I I wanted to know what that meant because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so that I'm a, that I'm aware of. Well, I mean that that is kind of a heart. Oh, I get I get that, but and, like, and you know these are these are equivalent talents. That's that's fine. <laughs> Bruce Hart and David Flair must have had a, a, a legendary... I, w- I was going to go for Natalia and her actual dad, Jim the Anvil. I mean, I can see that as a comparison. Mm. But okay. yeah, you'd, you'd have to substitute in each. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, I've written here, I've stopped caring, um, but what seems to have happened is that it's Becky versus Charlotte and Bailey. So I think I've maybe missed some bits and pieces. Right. So um, wait a minute. Where am I? Uh, so Raw must take a three-two lead with Charlotte eliminating Natalia with a running boot. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. And uh, but Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch start arguing, uh, but look to have got it together to to do a suplex on Nia Jax, but they can't can't execute the move, then Jax simultaneously suplexes the two of them. Um, and then there is a, there's a double DDT on... It says tax in my notes. I think that's a, an autocorrect issue there. Um, <laughs> on Nia Jax and... Lynch. IRS appeared. <laughs> if only. <laughs> and uh, Lynch locks in her, her disarmor move. And I was a wee bit surprised they did this, but Nia Jax taps out. Um, <laughs> I didn't think they would want her tapping out. That's a great um, idea. But she's uh, she's not happy about this whole situation, and she then attacks Lynch after after she has been eliminated. That Nia Jax, what a villain! Yeah, yeah. I've got there are so many. What does this say here? There are so many devastating big boots in this match that I thought Test had returned. <laughs> oh, Char- brilliant. Charlotte does seem to be doing it quite a lot. Yeah, and I I, I don't ever remember <laughs> watching her match and thinking that was a big part of her moveset. That's her thing. Uh, yeah, strange. So we've got three of the four horsewomen left. Or, or is Alexa Bliss still going at this point? Uh, yeah, Bliss is just about to be next eliminated. Uh, Charlotte with... Uh, or is she, No, she's not going to get... She'll just DDT or something like that. It's just something really... Yeah, I've got her, uh, Charlotte, with a big a big kick to take out Bliss. Yes. Yeah. Test. She's definitely been watching te- Invasion Era Test. Yep. So that must leave Raw with a two-on-one advantage, I'm thinking. Yep. And they do, uh, it feels like 
I don't know if Becky's not long won the title, but it feels like they're putting her in the underdog position mm-hmm. to show yeah. that she's full of heart and she mm-hmm. puts up a really good fight and all that, but ends up ultimately succumbing to the that patented belly to belly yeah. suplex. Um, and and this, uh, uh, so that was it. That was Team Raw. Team Raw one. And the yeah. only really the only real thing I liked about this was that Charlotte said, "Well, fuck your." Fantasy warfare just got real nonsense. I hate Bailey, so I'm just going to beat her up now. I quite yep. like that. that. That's how yeah. you end that. That yeah, that that did make sense. Um, and she's always, I think, had that slight. You know, she's a, a, probably a natural heel. You would say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it 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 fell in character for that to happen as well. Um, yeah, I had no issue with that. Match was a bit of a mess, but yeah, that that was fine as an ending. Yeah. And I noted that um, 40, min- 40 minutes into the pay-per-view, Michael Cole said, can they coexist as a team for the first time? And I was surprised it took that long. I'm assuming that wouldn't be the last time. No, I'm sure. Yeah. So we go backstage and we're with James Ellsworth. Yeah. Who is a bit of a... Bit of a st- what is the deal with the, this guy? I, I don't think I've ever seen him before. I... I, I Chin, think Chins, Mc, Chins McMahon, uh, Jericho referred to him as in Raw. He had a, a really short shelf life and he ended up involved, like helping out a couple of divas at times and things like that. Uh, were they still divas at this point? Or women? Maybe women by now. Can't remember exactly when. They, yeah, it must have been uh, women wrestlers at this point. Uh, they, they get, he gets mocked a lot by Anderson and Gallows for That's having right. no chin, and he does have no chin. But all I remember about him was that every time he appeared, he was kind of mocked by everyone. And I don't think, you know how sometimes they put a guy on TV thinking this guy is going to become something or something like that. I don't Mm. think that just looking at this guy's run, I don't think that was ever the plan. I think he was just there as like a a figure of fun, um, Mm -hmm. basically. And that was his punchline, his entire run. Um, And he seemed to be buddies with Ambrose. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling he maybe helped him out as well, which I'm just not sure was necessary at all. The thing I was struggling with was the thing I was struggling with was that he seemed like the way that they were painting him, it, it was either classic Vince as a sort of simpleton type character, but not to the extent of Eugene. Um, yeah, or like a a young naive person where he looks he, not young. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, confused. Uh, like, at that, this point, I suppose they never would have, I think, gone full Eugene. It's it's too. <laughs> you never go full Eugene. It's, it's, it's too far along the line for that. But yeah, it, I don't. I don't remember him being around for very long, um, and I don't ever remember him feeling like he had a big purpose. Although I suppose we'll we'll see what happens a little bit later on. <laughs> so I, it's quite a funny whole thing with him and uh, what do you call them, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, um, he meets Mick Foley and he's given it the whole starstruck thing, and then he turns round and bangs into Braun, and he just kind of growls and uh, grumps at him, and, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, quite funny. Uh, so that takes us to our next match, Adam, uh, yep. for the Intercontinental Championship, a belt we both hold near and dear to our hearts. Uh, we had the champion, the Miz, with his wife Maurice. Versus Sami Zayn. 
Yeah. What did you think? Like, I, I, I've, I've never been a Miz guy. I, I, I don't mind him. I don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, he's, 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 he's not my guy, but there's something that annoys me about seeing him as Intercontinental Champion. I don't know why. Really? It's, it's, yeah. I just don't, I, I, maybe ties in with what we've talked about before about that being, and I, I get the guy's a hard worker and he's, he's dedicated so much to making it. Uh, and you know, I think earned a lot of people's respect and all that. But I, I'm I'm looking for your Bret Hart and your Mister Perfect and all that to be your Intercontinental Champion. Um, mm. And the other thing about this is, I think we've have we talked fairly recently about Sami Zayn in, in one way or another. Like he doesn't have any character here. He's just this I don't know happy go lucky chap. Um, yeah. who's getting an, an okay reaction from the crowd and all that and he's mm-hmm. got a good move set and he's he's good in the ring and all that but he doesn't at this point have any kind of character really yeah. he's, he's, he's just a guy yeah and I always wonder now I know do, do you know what his character was on the independent cell generico yeah yeah um, so obviously that's all about character and he was mm-hmm. you know like a bit of cult hero type thing i don't know what his character was in nxt whether it was just like a sort of spin off of that um but he was nxt champion mm-hmm. uh, so he can't have been you know this sort of bland character yeah. too much i can't imagine and we've since seen a, a, i remember us doing a wrestlemania where he was it him v owens and logan yeah, paul was and... the ref or something he was doing the whole conspiracy thing and all that I yes was... Yeah, and he, he's at the moment he's part of pro, you know like the biggest wrestling storyline that's mm-hmm. going with the bloodline and the Usos and Roman and everything. He's, he's clearly a really good character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it is weird. It is weird. The other thing about this match is it's a guy for Raw and a guy for SmackDown with no backstory at all. Yeah. So it's just kind of like I always think if there's no backstory, it needs to be an amazing match for you just yeah. to be like, oh well, that was just an exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And t- to your point about the Miz, you, you don't really get like a technical wrestler match for the Miz. He'll just do mm-hmm. his yeah. move set. So, and I think you know you, you talk about Raw versus SmackDown, which this show's all built on. So you've got like the G- the GMs or commissioners talking about, oh, we need to keep our that belt on our show, or we want to bring that belt over to our show, and that's the only story. Like I, I remember when they had brand split and they did like they would create some sort of story in the Royal Rumble. I think they did it with Angle and Shawn Michaels one year where they, they hadn't had much interaction between them, but there's an issue during the Rumble and one of them eliminates the other and they end up having a WrestleMania match because nice. they end up like sneaking in and attacking the other on their show after that. And think, you can build it even if they are on uh, other shows. They just need to, uh, to be a bit creative with it. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I was thinking that throughout this, like that there's other ways of doing that more in more of an invasion type thing than than the way that they you know, the way that they did it on the episode of Raw was like, Well, here's Team Raw in the ring and here comes Shane McMahon and his team are here in the ring as well and they all lined up and then did promos on each other and it was just all like just so Oh, I don't know. Even know the words. Lackluster. Why? Why do we have an issue? Because you're on the other show. That's why. Yeah, you've got a blue yeah. jumper on. <laughs> Nonsense. Yeah. There's probably not much to talk about here. Like, I, I, I think I think Sami Zayn's moveset is pretty similar to what to what he does now. It's just that what we're saying is got mm-hmm. more character about him. 
I do like yeah. that he's got the Michinoku driver in his uh, yeah. back pocket there. I like that a lot. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that for a while or, or other people executing that for a while. I like that as well. It's... And, and a... sorry, go on. I, I thought it was fine. It, it, it just didn't have enough behind it. You know, the two guys, what they're doing in the ring is fine. Um, they just, they're not them so much, you know, the creative haven't given me a reason to want to watch this. That's mm. that's the main issue behind it. And and another thing that they kept going on about here was that Ric Flair had gifted the figure four yeah. to the Miz, which, interestingly, like a Ric Flair character copy and paste it on the Miz works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Just have him, yeah. have him do that and eye poke and low blow and uh-huh. cheat. And he does he's that kind of chicken shit heel type character anyway, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, but th- I, I don't know. I suppose we're not watching it at the time so you've not got the, the benefit of the storyline, but it just all felt a bit alright, okay. Yeah. What what cool. did you make of the finish? Um, I don't know. I thought I don't, I don't really know. What, what did you make? So uh, we'll I, I, say what happened, and then yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, so I think uh, Zane did Zane have him in the figure four? Yeah. Yes. So uh, Zane, Zane, Zane had him. Zane's got Miz in the figure four. Yeah. Four and the bell goes, and I was like, "Oh no, they're going back to Montreal again. I'm going to get raging." But <laughs> um, but it wasn't. It was Maurice that rung the bell that distracted Sami Zayn, who thought he'd won. Um, and the Miz rolls him up and gets the one, two, three while he's distracted. I'd never seen it done before. I'd, so for that I point of view, it's pretty it. cool. Yeah, I, I didn't, you know, you, you, your heel's going over and keeping the belt. You're you're having a heel way of retaining it. You're using the uh, the support from the outside. I, I, I didn't have a, it. It's the kind of thing you would never want to see happening regularly because once that's done once, it's kind of done. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 when I saw it, I thought, oh, okay. Because, again, I hadn't seen that done before. So I thought, yeah, that's fine. Apparently, it's a Brian Pillman bit that's been done before. All oh, right, okay. okay. I don't know when. Um, one thing I did have written here about this this match, there's a, a bit where Zane has he's been working and working and working he's, to come back as the babyface comeback. Mm-hmm. And he goes for his halluva kick in the corner. He misses it. And Miz had been working on his knee. Uh, he misses it, and Miz slaps him in the figure of four. And I was like, "Oh, that's the ending. That's mm-hmm. this feels like a really natural end." And yep. then they started rolling round the boot with a figure of four and getting to the ropes and all that. I was like, oh, "Like that." I was a little bit invested because this felt okay. like a natural end, but it just went. Yeah. I was like, oh, "Here we go." Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So we go to backstage with. The WWE Universal Champion, the blue I can't belt. Remember which is which. Yeah. Whatever. A- AJ Styles and I've got Moxley and here, Dean Ambrose. And these two are clearly in a program together. I think they're due to face each other at TLC, which is the next pay per view. Yeah. Um and then I, I assume Shane McMahon has appeared in the frame because I've written fuck off Shane Tomato. Yeah, Shane obviously, appears to try. Obviously, and... feeling very witty. Yeah, <laughs> Shane's going for a bit of team harmony here. Um, he didn't care at all during the women's match, but he's, he's fully invested <laughs> uh, for for the match in which he is going to be captain in the team. Um, 
yeah, he. Uh, I think we both got really irritated by Shane throughout the process of this. Oh, but... oh my god! I think I think I said this to you, but I, I think that my I was blinded by all that storyline about not storyline the whole backstage stuff about him trying to put himself over in the twenty twenty two Rumble because mm-hmm. it feels like this whole thing is just all about him. Yeah. It it does. It feels like that has maybe opened the eyes, and when you go back and look, you think he was always just trying to get himself over. It's and it becomes really annoying. There's there's proper talent in the ring, and he's just yeah. We'll get to it. Oh God! (laughs) Now now all I can see is those stupid little punches. Like I don't know, like a Looney Tunes character. so so after this backstage, we've got a couple of adverts. This backstage segment, we've got a couple of adverts, right? Mm-hmm. There is a really weird advert for K-jewellery and engagement rings. And I'm like, who are they trying to appeal to here? I've never seen this before in my life. I don't know if I've ever on the network ever seen something that's not WWE related. It's really weird. I don't think I picked up on that. I must have just started watching something else. <laughs> It was odd. So after that takes us to our big tag team bonanza. Raw versus SmackDown. And I'm going to let you tell me everybody that was in that match. Right. Okay. Team Raw. We've got the team of Cesaro and Sheamus. Enzo and Cass. Gallows and Anderson. Epico and Primo. And The New Day. Yep. And Team SmackDown. We've got... Alpha Academy, Brizango, Slater and Rhino, the Hype Brothers, and the Usos. Yeah, that's what I've got as well. Um, we get Enzo and Cass coming out and cutting their usual promo. It seemed to drag on and on. I think they were. I think Enzo was trying to sort of cut a like a sort of Drake Toronto. Canada related promo, but it was kind of just fallen. Did mm-hmm. you get that as well? Is this in Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like at first, the whole like my name is Enzo. Like the the crowd are absolutely loving that. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, massively into it. And then yeah, that it goes on a bit long, and maybe it goes a bit off track. I think. And then the new day as well are on the mic for ages as well. It's. I've written in my notes, I bet the entrances take longer than than the whole match, (laughs) given that there's like 20 people in it. Rhino and Heath Slater's a funny combination, eh? Yeah, I don't know if this was... So, was it... Heath Slater had been in a thing called Three Man Band, um, and it was him, Jinder Mahal, and... Oh, it was... uh, Big big Drew. Drew McIntyre, yeah. So the other two went on to win world titles, and uh, yeah, didn't really work out for Heath, who's he's got kids. Team. Yeah, that, that, I think that's what he transitions into. It's just the <laughs> I got kids. <laughs> uh, I, I was the only thing I was relieved about seeing this start was that you know when one partner's eliminated, both go, and I thought, right, yep. okay, because um, it's it's one of them. We've if we talked about or watched one in the past from from the old days where there was a tag team survivor series elimination and there's like too many people around the ring to to get the cameras in a position where you can see see everything Uh, (laughs) not such a big issue here technology has improved and all that but uh, 
it's just, it still just feels like a mess. There's just too many people here. Oh, 100%. There's even, there's almost too many people for them all to stand at the at the entrance ramp at the top and mm-hmm. all come down together. The Shining yeah. Stars I'd never heard of. I had heard of the Colon brothers, mm-hmm. but not them referred to as the Shining Stars. The yeah, Hype Bros, um, like I recognise yeah. Matt Cardona. I think he was Zack Ryder at this point, was he? Yeah, yeah. Mojo Rawley doesn't look like he should have been in a wrestling ring. Nah, I think he, they, they always made a big thing out of the fact he was Gronk's pal, didn't they? So it was obviously mm-hmm. they brought him in with the hope of getting Gronk in. And it worked. Was, was so he an NFL player, Mojo Rowley? I think so. I think maybe an NFL player that didn't play an awful lot or maybe right. like a practice squad type player. Okay, practice. See, we're back to Meg Griffin again. Practice girl. Um, okay. So Brizango. I messaged you saying, what is Breezango's gimmick? Are they strippers? Are they strippers? One of them had a police hat on. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it, but I think they were positioned as fashionistas. Um, oh, right. And they were, because at the start, they were handing out what was described by the announcers as fashion violations. What? Basically, anyone they saw that looked like they were dressed shite, they were giving them some sort of bit of paper to to you know acknowledge ah, okay. that fact okay because right. that's it, it very quickly goes wrong for them there when they're when they're in the process of still doing that yeah they're gone they're gone in seconds and then the the raw tag team champions the new day are very surprisingly good yeah as, as i was surprised by see. that yeah i, I was because they had such a long run at the like top of the the tag division it's probably similar in timeline to what the usos have had but it, it just uh and I got the feeling the announcers were selling it as a shock as well. Like you would have Aye. expected them to be to be in a lot longer. And I just got to the point of writing. I like uh, Zach Ryder's old school Survivor Series pants, and then he got hit with a magic killer by um, Gallows and Anderson, and both of them were gone as well. Yeah, I think just after that, I started getting really impressed by American Alpha. Yes, me too. At like hundred percent. I have not seen an awful lot of them, and I think did one of them get a bad injury and might not be able to wrestle again? I think. Yeah, yeah uh, Jason Jordan. Yeah, I, th- I think his that uh, was quite a bad one. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they, they were awesome as a team. They were reminding me of like the old teams where everything's teamwork, and uh, um, I, I just yeah, I, for that segment, I just really enjoyed it. Same. I I, I thought at some at a point this match turned into the match. I would have been quite happy to watch, which was maybe like a couple of teams on either side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. American Alpha, got Gallows and Anderson. Mm-hmm. Who else did you have there? Uh, the Usos, even Enzo and Big Cass, like uh, and 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 uh, Sheamus and Cesaro as well. And they're doing this whole thing like they've been put together. One's a face, one's a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, quite like all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, same. I'll, I, I, so um, the other person, American Alpha, American Alpha, was Chad Gable, who yeah. was Shorty G and is now back to this. This I think they maybe called American Alpha Academy, maybe him okay. and Otis. Apparently, Triple H's a big fan of him, and uh, he had a match with Braun Strowman last night, and German Suplex them were very impressive and raw. Okay. Um, he looked really good. I thought he looked really cool with uh, long hair and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was I was really impressed with him. Yeah, um, I've got that they they hit a top rope avalanche bulldog on on 
someone, but I'm not sure who actually got eliminated. I I I know exactly who got eliminated because I've written colonoscopy by American Alpha. So, <laughs> nice, I like it. The col the colons are gone. Like it. Uh, that was quite. Was that Steiner's finishing move? Yeah, I, I remember thinking it was quite Steiner esque. Yeah, it, it looked it looked very similar. I think. Yeah. Um, what did you make of Rhino and Slater being referred to as Beauty and the Man Beast? Oh, oh, I didn't pick up on that. I like that. I like the Man <laughs> Beast part. I don't know about the way Heath Slater being a beauty. At least we got uh, we got a good gore. On yeah. On Luke Gallows, on Festus, um, but then Slater and Rhino are like gone almost immediately. Mm-hmm. It seems like an oddity that they've got the tag belts because they seem they seem like one of the lesser impressive teams in this match. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it was. Yeah, I, I can't think because you know titles change so often and tag ones sort of I don't know seem to lose relevance in the way that they were positioned. Um, yeah. That they're kind of titles I never know. Like I couldn't tell you of all these teams who's even all been champions apart from the really obvious ones. Uh, but that did surprise me that they at that point were champions. Um, I think they, they later on reference a title match because the, the 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 surviving team are going to get a wee uh, bonus of a title match for for their divisions tag belts uh, as a, mm. a reward for for winning this match for their brand. Um, so yeah, I think we've got we've got uh, Gallows and Anderson uh, with a, a magic killer to eliminate American Alpha, mm-hmm. and then uh, we've got it's after that a gore by Rhino for the pin. I, I don't know whether it was Gallows or Anderson he hit with it. Gall- Gallows, yeah, right. Um, so that would leave us with we've still got Enzo and Cass. We've still got Rhino and Slater. Although Rhino and Slater are about to go, and we've still got the Usos, uh, and and Sheamus and Cesaro. Yes. Yeah. I I do not know how Enzo and Cass went. I seem to have jumped over them, and I'm left with the Usos and Cesaro uh, and Sheamus. I've got Enzo <laughs> dives off the top. Cass helps him land on Rhino for the pin. So that's Slater and Rhino gone, and right. then Super. Super kick, then Samoan splash by the Usos, eliminating Enzo and Cass. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yep. Yeah. And and the Usos and uh, I'm just gonna call them the Bar, um, because that's what they're going to be called. Obviously, mm-hmm. they have a they have a, like a really good match as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two uh, two good teams. Forth. Yeah. Um. You know, the Usos have been doing it for so. I couldn't, it must be a huge amount of years the Usos have racked up near, I know there's been injuries and things like that, but near the top of the card in the tag mm-hmm. division. Um, and yeah, similar to you, I, I liked Seamus and Cesaro. It just kind of worked, even though I think at the time I felt like it was just thrown together, but it, it worked. They made it work. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably my, maybe my favourite Seamus because I, I tended not to like him that much as a, a singles guy, uh, but it worked. It worked with Cesaro. It's amazing to think Vince sat in that podcast with Austin and say that Cesaro just didn't have, did you know, say he has, doesn't have charisma or something like that. Yeah. He's like yeah. dripping with charisma here. Mm-hmm. It's m- mental. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we get the spin from Cesaro. He's hitting off, hitting all the sort of classics. Sheamus yep. does his pulled the guy over the the second rope and giving him the uh, the big bash to the chest, big mm-hmm. clubs to the chest. But eventually, a sharpshooter, a sharpshooter wins it in Canada and Survivor Series. I'm sure one of the uh, yep. the commentary team actually mentioned that. Yeah. And yeah, Cesaro, Cesaro and Sheamus, man. Yeah, that puts uh, Team Raw 2-0 up. I'm not sure which uh, champions that is they're about to, to get there. Oh, it's the New Day they'll be facing, so it's yeah. it's it's not going to take the belts off. Uh, well, that's a good thing for Slater because he's got kids. But um, yeah, they, their run will continue for now. Long, long may it continue? Yeah. Uh, I'm genuinely surprised to see that Rhino was still going in 2016. I know he's been an impact and all that, like relatively recently. But in WWE in 2016, I was surprised to see Rhino still going. Yeah, very. Wonder what Slater's up to nowadays. They they randomly had him on an episode of Raw. Um, (laughs) Heath Slater roundabout. Remember when Drew won the title, uh, and it was in COVID period. Uh huh. Yeah. they brought him on an episode of Raw, like pulling the heartstrings type thing, I'm because sh- they'd been in the team together and stuff. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> no sign of gender though. I'd have no idea what happened to Jinder Mahal. Maybe you got this out of nowhere title push, and then it just went away <laughs> as quickly as it arrived. Yeah, one of uh, one of Vince's whims, no doubt. I'm sure there'll be a Freddie Prince Junior podcast episode dedicated <laughs> to gender at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> So, from that um, interesting match, we go to a match that they've they've been mentioning a couple of times throughout this pay-per-view. I feel like they're trying to give it a little bit of gravitas. Um, we've got the... So, so the Cruiserweight uh, division seems to be exclusive to Raw at this time. The Brian, the Brian Kendrick is the Cruiserweight champion. Um, and he's taking on Kalisto. If Kalisto wins, he's from SmackDown, then the whole division will go to SmackDown, which is, you know, a bit, you know, I mean, there's some stakes if you've got a certain cable package in America. Uh, Doesn't really mean much to us. Yeah. But um, there's a couple of things about this before we get in, and I text you about this, and I'm still angry about this. Uh, there's a couple of things before it gets into the match. First of all, they play a video package of Brian Kendrick, who does an amazing job of selling his character. Mm-hmm. I really, really thought it was really, really good. Actually, I'd never—I don't think I've ever seen Brian Kendrick before, um, apart from on like the uh, the two K games. And I was really impressed with the way he talked, the way he was uh, putting over his character, right? So I was like, oh, I'm a little bit invested in this, actually. Yes, it's Kalisto, so I know what there's going to be. Um, a lot of a lot of acrobatics and whatever. Then we're getting ready. I think one of them comes out, both of them come out. And at this point, we've been told that the division is on the line. If Kalisto wins, the division goes to SmackDown. Then they go on to promote the Cruiserweight exclusive TV programme 205 Live where all your all your favourite uh, cruiserweights will be exclusively on 205 Live 
uh, tune in, blah, 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 before SmackDown. So, so what, what is the point of this match? Uh, what is I, the point of this match? Uh, I mean, if they're going to have their own exclusive TV show, <laughs> fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, um, I think it was a bit the same with the Brian Kendrick because I remember again I was I, I think I was watching a fair bit at this point in time I can't have had much going on in life um, <laughs> but I, I remember thinking this guy because they'd just done they'd done the Cruiserweight Classic as a network event and it was really good like I really enjoyed it it had its own commentary team and all that they clearly cool. didn't have anyone in their ear telling them what to say they could just actually you know speak and talk about the matches and stuff um, and there was a lot of talent came out of that and some got signed and some didn't but I remember right. thinking there weren't because of the nature of that event you didn't have an awful lot of time for character like to you know nobody got a lot of promo time or anything like that there was bits and pieces but um all of a sudden the brian kendrick was all character and it, it just seemed interesting like it could take a cruiserweight to a slightly different level and, and stature mm-hmm. um but then you've got Callisto, who's i don't know it seems like they're so desperate for him to have been Rey mysterio but he's just not um and it, it comes across that way, which is really unfortunate for him, but that's, that's just the way it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that the, the Brian Kendrick's video package was enough to get me invested because I was just a bit like, I've got in my notes here, <laughs> Callisto is like that really fast footballer on FIFA. Is he actually any good at football? And I, <laughs> I, I, I suspect, um, yeah, not. Uh, in Callisto's case. <laughs> Poor Callisto. There's a point in this match where he, he sells bouncing off the ropes is painful. Yeah. And that, and that, a really I low mean, pain threshold. Yeah. Like, come <laughs> on. But then and then he almost after doing that almost immediately goes into doing a Spanish fly off the off the apron <laughs> and gets straight back up. So yeah. come on. This match uh, also had like quite a natural finish point to it I think when Kendrick puts on does he is he a finishing move called the captain's hook yeah I'm sure that's what they said yeah um, and it looked like it should be over but alas it's not and then they just go do you know what this this match means absolutely fuck all Baron Corbin go and go out there and just assault them both and uh, we'll just get this we'll get it wrapped up so so Baron Corbin was in some sort of program with Callisto because that's what Apparently. seemed to be indicated, and yep. that seems really weird. I, I don't know. I like the one <sighs> the commentator said. He's not even a cruiserweight. Like, <laughs> like there was a force field to stop him getting in the ring because of his weight. <laughs> so, so Cor- Corbin attacks both of them, I think. And uh, yeah, I think he attack- attacks Kendrick first, and Kendrick he, he attacks Kendrick first to cost. Callisto the match and then focuses his attack on Callisto after that and then later on we see Daniel Bryan saying what's what's your deal man oh my gosh what are you doing you've and just this is the whole division it. Baron Corman's like it's cool they're going to 205 live that's on before <laughs> Smackdown anyway did you idiot. see the advert <laughs> <laughs> so shut up you've had too many knocks to the head Daniel I'm going to go shave my head now. Right. So, 
Well, that was that. That was that was shite as well, wasn't it? Yeah, there's some yeah. Debbie Downers about this whole show. <laughs> I don't know that we've praised much so far. No, there's there's time. Is there though? Well, ironically, there was. So so this pay per view went three and a half hours, and at this point, there's two matches left, and it's like an hour and a fi- an hour and fifty through the pay per view. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like, what what's are are, are Goldberg and Lesnar going to go for like? Sixty minutes, pretty much the opposite of that. But uh, and the thing is, I I was I was watching the clock as well, but I was fully remembering what happens in that Lesnar match. So I was thinking, how long is this elimination match going to last? Yeah, it was damn near an hour, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. crazy. So let's out- outline the teams. This is pretty much our our main event because yeah. as as much as um. Lesnar versus Goldberg is on the poster uh, uh, and all that sort of stuff. They don't really talk about it throughout the match, you know, uh, throughout the pay-per-view. They don't really mention it that much. No. Um, it's, it's more all about fantasy warfare, getting real and all that sort of nonsense. So um, this was Team Raw and this was the best of the best of each brand. And uh, Stephanie told them on Raw, you better fight like your jobs depend on it because they do. <laughs> So if you get beat, I'm going to fire you, and then Shane can hire you for... That doesn't make sense, Stephanie. Yeah. I mean, she was just taken after Vince when he used to threaten to fire uh, Austin every week during the Monday Night Wars. I mean, yeah, probably would have been a bit of a misstep by, by Vince. Fair. Fair. Yeah. yeah it's absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't have went to WCW anyway, would he? Well... Would they have? Would they have just buried him if he did? Would he have uh, <laughs> just gone back in a team with uh, Flying Brian? Well, he was on WWE at that point as well. <sighs> what? What? If? Um, so here's here's well, t- t- talk through our teams. Okay. Okay. So, so t- <laughs> sorry, go on. You you do. It. Okay. Team, teams. Uh, I can tell you exactly what I've got written. Team SmackDown is AJ Styles, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, Randy Orton, Shane fucking McMahon, <laughs> and this and this James Ellsworth <coughs> creep is, is what I've got written. Oh God. He is a creep, uh, isn't he? So James, James Ellsworth is in a mascot role, I think is, yeah, is what they say. He so he's not an yeah. active participant. Um, Team Raw, you've got Braun Strowman, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, uh, they are, I think, in the middle of their best friends uh, phase here, which which yep. is quite entertaining. Um, and Roman Reigns List, and List Seth Jericho. Rollins. Yeah, List Jericho. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, Roman Reigns, who's US champion, and Seth Rollins. Yeah, I got really confused when I saw Roman Reigns had the US belt, because I didn't ever remember that being a thing. Um, that threw me off. I don't know why. I, I just thought, but he just went from the shield to being booed as world champion contender to being, you know, over as world Aye. champion contender. Yeah. They this crowd hated Roman Reigns. Oh eh? yeah, yeah, they shot all over it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really think that I ever appreciated how badly they booed him. Yeah, it's, it, it's unbelievable. It's it's bad, and it's you know they they talk about comparisons with The Rock and things like. That. I I remember thinking this was more severe. Than, than the rock was was getting it. Um, it kind of felt it felt spiteful. Uh huh. 
and I know they talk about well, he's he's being forced on the crowd. Whether you like him or not, he is going to be the guy, and uh, they are trying to say, well, we don't like him and we don't want him. But I mean, it worked out pretty well in the end, I suppose, for everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at this point, Bray and Randy appear to be the Wyatt family. I think Luke Harper comes and joins the fray at some point as well, so that must be the three of them. Braun yeah. has at this point um, been drafted away, I, I guess, from the from the Wyatt family, and he sort of separated himself from. Yeah, yeah, that that's contingent. what happened. I think I think he'd maybe started separate himself from Bray Wyatt and then got um, moved to the the other show. Um, okay. And I think they just wanted to build him on his own as the the monster he was going to be. Um, like the, the only ones that didn't really feel like they had something going on this match was kind of Rollins and and Roman, um, and Shane. Yeah, They're kind of like the spare parts of this match a little bit. Yeah, which is it's odd to see Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in this environment without them being. Like the top guys, if you like, not the center. Aye. Yeah, it, it, it felt quite strange. Um, because yeah, everyone else seems to have their their little sort of story going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, talked about AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose, obviously teammates, but there's a title match coming up between them. You've got Wyatt and Orton uh, as the the sort of the new Wyatt family, um, and Orton seemingly totally giving himself uh, to to the Wyatt family. Um, You've got Jericho and Owens with their best friends storyline on the go and some like there were some bits that did make me laugh when they're like (laughs) describing themselves as co-captains and things like that and Jericho's uh, shouting at people that he's the captain and things like that. I'm the captain now! (laughs) that, that, That got me. I thought that was pretty good. They're laying it on thick with this best friend stuff. I, I know how it pans out. Um, yeah. So I, it's it's done pretty well. Um, the first sort of big thing of this match that I wanted to talk about. First of all, did you enjoy this match overall? Um, I enjoyed <laughs> bits of it, but uh, Shane put a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth about the whole thing, to be honest. You? Fair. Um, it it, it kind of... It became a little bit. It, I don't know. It's almost like there's definitely aspects that I enjoyed. It's on for far too long. Yeah. Um, you could have cut it down. I liked Braun in it. I thought he was really good. He, he seems to be being booked really well here. I don't mm-hmm. know where he goes from here or whatever. Um, and I liked the sort of latter part of it. I suppose you might say. Okay. I don't really like a lot of the start of it. I did. <laughs> Like the thing that we're just about to talk about, though. Okay. Okay. So, so Shane is doing these stupid little pitter patter punches to Jericho, and he's got him in the corner and punching him, punching him, and um, I think Jericho ends up on the outside, and you see him slamming something and kicking the. He rattles the step, the the, the ring steps. Bashes the commentary table, gets in the ring, and they get in the corner. And oh, first of all, Jericho just like Sparta kicks him, like Spartan kicks him, like straight in the chest and knocks him to the floor. And you think, oh, that's a wee bit tasty. 
and then he goes off the second rope with a drop kick and just lands him right in the chin. And yeah. then we come to find out that, that, that Jericho said that he told him, just like, slow the fuck down. You stop punching me in the face. Fucking chill out. I love that. That's classy. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't know, like, I, when I was watching this, um, you hadn't sent me the uh, the Jericho clip talking about what what was going on here. Um, so I'd, I'd watched this and I remember seeing a couple of, like, I saw the Jericho uh, moment on the outside and then when he got in and I thought he's being a bit stiff here um, and I've, I've got that in my notes but I didn't know like that you know that that had actually happened uh, so mm. I was when, when I was uh, listening to that that was that was quite funny for me um, just put him in his fucking place you see and it's funny when you watch it back like you see randy and bray look at each other and kind of go like we are you can imagine randy orton laughing at that eh? um, yeah. and roman roman comes in the ring and he's smiling as well like almost straight after that it's quite funny um i don't i don't know i don't have a, i'll be honest i don't have a lot of notes i have more like sort of latter part of the match notes okay. so maybe you you have ones from yeah the sort I've, of I've got a few part. Um, we do, you, you get some moments because, you know, the shield's been disbanded here uh, and you get some Reigns and Rollins, obviously they're on the same team uh, and there's that dynamic, there's some quick tags and uh, team uh, combinations and things like that. Um, you've got uh, Ambrose countering a Kevin Owens pop-up powerbomb, going for dirty deeds. Oh, that uh, was nice. I like that. I had a good yeah. man did. That was good. Yeah. Um, uh, Jericho interfering. Uh, we've got everyone in at a point. Um, so a ten-man uh, brawl in the ring. Um, Ambrose going over the top, and he's he gets caught by Strowman, who just walks about with him, carrying him for absolutely that, ages. That was a bit weird. Eh? I was thinking, is there some sort of timing issue here that they've caught that they've gone too early or something? Um, AJ Styles springboard off the top uh, to, to take uh, Strowman out. Um, Kevin Owens with what I've described as a cannonball uh, from the top turnbuckle to, to the guys on the outside. Um, yeah. Team SmackDown all going for, for Strowman. Um, AJ hitting him with a flying forearm. Uh, Shane taking him over the ropes. Um, yeah. AJ Styles hitting the Paley kick on on reins is that is that what i think it is that they're i is that a, yeah are they saying pelly yeah like as yeah. in a football overhead kick yeah yeah that's what it is jesus yeah, right. yeah. Um, and uh styles and ambrose uh end up having the ring cleared but they start arguing and, and fighting and, and shane has to come in and, and break that up um which i think is about to take us to our first elimination um, yeah, so so Ambrose is first to go. How does it go? Right. Uh, AJ hits Ambrose from behind, then Strowman hits a running power slam on Ambrose. So AJ basically costing his his team there. Oh, um, I always thought that was a rubbish finishing move for Braun Strowman. A running yeah. power slam. It's not 1992. What does it? Is he still? Do that. He, or... he, he does the um, the last ride now. Oh, okay. Oh, 
Interesting. Good luck hitting that in Viscera. Not that they're in a program. No, I, I think they were teasing them in a program at Omos actually. So good luck hitting that in Omos. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, uh, I've got Shane back in. Shane trying to box Strowman. Strowman splashes in. Oh Jesus! Yeah, uh, Styles got going for the phenomenal forearm on Strowman, who catches him like a child and throws him over the top. Oh, that's a hell of a throw as well. Yeah. I wondered if he meant to do that or not. It looked it looked really impressive. Yeah, I wondered if he maybe launched him a wee bit more than that than was planned. Um Orton going for an RKO and Strowman gets pushed away and clotheslined. You know, it's everyone going after Strowman here. Um yeah. being the, the, the biggest guy on the team. Uh Bray Wyatt confronting Strowman. Strowman who I think at this point fairly recently had, had been aligned with Wyatt and in the Wyatt family. Um, Jericho's berating Strowman, telling him not to listen to Wyatt. This is where Jericho is <laughs> saying, I'm your captain now. Captain um, <laughs> uh, Strowman grabs Jericho by the throat. So you're you're thinking, oh, he's, he's aligning with Bray Wyatt. But now nah, he grabs uh, Bray Wyatt as well while he's quite enjoying uh, what Strowman was doing. <laughs> Takes him down with a clothesline. Uh, and we've got Strowman attacking Wyatt on the outside, but Orton catches Strowman with an RKO on the announce table. Yeah, um, Cavalier from Randy ends up with some some marks and scratches all over his back, I think, yeah. after doing that. I thought he, he played, I, I was never sure at the time I was watching it, it felt like a a, a forced fit to have Orton aligning with Wyatt, because it, if you were watching the programme, it seemed to happen really quickly, like he, right. he went from, I'm ignoring you, to, oh, I'm with you, you know, it, it, it was strange. Um, but I quite liked the way Orton played it. You know, he 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 commits to it. He's he's uh-huh. going all in for it. Um, much as I didn't think it was the the best storyline for him, I, I I quite liked the way he he actually did the role. There was a wee segment on the SmackDown before it with Edge, uh, uh, the cutting edge TV show type thing, mm-hmm. and Edge was kind of saying to him like, "Randy, my old buddy, what's happening with you?" And he just, he, I don't think he said anything. He was just looking at him, smiling at him, and then brought, uh, Bray spoke for him. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, he's, he's, like you say, he's kind of given himself completely over, sort of thing. Quite mm-hmm. like it. Um, and they, they two go on to have that horrendous oh, WrestleMania yeah. match with the bugs on the oh. on the canvas, don't they? Yeah, that that wasn't a good idea. They burned, uh, burned down the compound. Finley said to me, "What's a compound, and why did they burn it down?" <laughs> Did he, he thought he'd burned down Bray Wyatt's real house. <laughs> See, this is where they shouldn't be doing these sort of storylines if it's supposed to be PG. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Orton and Wyatt laying Strowman on the table. Shane dives oh, off, off the turnbuckle with his flying elbow. Yep. Styles helps Shane back into the ring. Um, Strowman is up and he is about to miraculously beat the count, but James Ellsworth is creeping underneath the ring and holding his foot to prevent Strowman from from getting back in the ring. So, they're, did their you mascot... hope it was Swoggle? <laughs> their, uh, their mascot is paid off here, and Strowman is done. He is eliminated from the match by, by countout, and he chases uh, Ellsworth backstage. Um, oh, that's right, and launches him through a table, doesn't he? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there's no like sort of um, working together 
hear <laughs> Strowman just launches him using his brute strength quite funny. <laughs> oh, uh, again, I've got Shane in my notes. Shane McMahon taking some punishment from Owens in the ring. If you're, if you're Shane McMahon, right, and you are supposed to be the commissioner for one of these brands, he's SmackDown here. You, your role should be to look technically inferior to everyone else in the match. You're not a professional wrestler. I get if you're like, oh, but I want to be the guy who wants to be involved and wants to fight with his team and all that. But you should be taking a leathering most of the time. And I wish he had been for real uh, in this. I mean, I mean, yeah, he gets, he, gets, he certainly gets something. Um, can you talk me through how Kevin Owens gets disqualified? Because my notes don't make sense. Right, wait a minute. Where am I? Uh, right. Oh, no. So when does that happen? Because I've got next elimination being Owens hit Styles with the pop-up power bomb. Yep. And then I've and then I've got KO's disqualified. Oh, yep, got it. Right. Followed okay. by Jericho. Yeah. So Orton hit Jericho with an RKO. Okay. Oh wait, no. <laughs> How does this happen? Oh wait, got it. Okay. Styles has Jericho in a bad position. Owens is disqualified for hitting AJ Styles on the head with the list. Oh, with the list. That's yeah, right. So he had tried it, to make a save on his pal Jericho. I, I don't even think he gets disqualified for using the list. He hits him with a list and then the referee's like, get out the ring, get out the ring, get out the ring. He doesn't oh, okay. get out the ring and he gets disqualified. But yeah, he's gone. And then Jericho's like totally upset that all these bits of paper are all, all over the ring. <laughs> and uh, quite quickly, um, Orton hits Jericho with an RKO and he is eliminated along with his, his, his best friend, Kevin Owens, which I think leaves SmackDown up 4-2 to two here. Yeah, so we've got Shane, the Wyatt, uh, Wyatt and Randy and... Is it AJ Styles? And AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, and against Roman and Seth. Yeah. And it's kind of uh, like, how on earth are they going to do this? And uh, This is probably when I started enjoying the okay. match, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just becomes, a, I think, a little bit easier. And mm -hmm. you see, I did have a fear because I didn't remember how this <laughs> was going to go. And I thought, are they going to have... <laughs> Uh, Roman Reigns just like you know, my, my thought at this point everywhere. was it's going to go to four on one <laughs> and he is going to win the match and be the sole survivor but I don't think we're there yet they probably would have done that a year later or something yeah. um, but the boos were so clear here at this point like every time and you know these are in effect the underdogs they're outnumbered but they're getting no sympathy the boos are just raining down on Roman Reigns it's yep. almost a bit brutal. Um, it is, eh? Yeah. I, I think uh, um, I, like, I, I think AJ Styles is. Oh my god! I was going to say I think AJ Styles is phenomenal, but I absolutely can't say that. Nah. Um, but I think uh, you know, I think forever people will be looking for the new Shawn Michaels, and I think AJ Styles has probably been that the whole time. Um, 
yeah. I, th- I think he's he's absolutely incredible. I was going to say, I think at this point, Seth Rollins is probably the best in-ring performer that's left. But then, like, Wyatt just seems to drop a gear and start, like, flying about the shop doing all these sort of high-impact moves. AJ Styles, like I say, is brilliant. And, and Rollins is incredible as well. Yeah. Um, we've got we've got a few a few uh, big moves on the go. Yeah, uh, there was there was a big power bomb by Roman Reigns on Styles mm. that I was convinced like from was a razor's edge. Count. Yeah, yeah. Aye, that was cool. Um, and Styles kicked out, and I, I kind of didn't expect him to. I, I thought that was going to go for the pin. Um, we've got Reigns going for his super Superman punch, uh, but Styles catching him with a kick. And then I've got, and then Shane is in doing stupid nonsense. Um, and Shane then... tries to go coast to coast. Um, one fly off one turnbuckle onto the guy across the ring uh, on the other, and uh, but Reigns is up and hits a mid-air spear on Shane. I almost cheered it. I mean, he spears him right in the concussion protocol. <laughs> That was unbelievable. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that actual footage of that happening before. Right. Like, it's crazy to think when you see, you know, you've seen all the different Shane McMahon stupid things he's done over the years. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Yeah. He is, he's knocked to Dulali. He's, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there seemed to be a little bit of confusion, actually, about whether he, he kicked out because the announcers think he kicked out. Uh, but because the ref, it, it kind of didn't look like he finished his count. Um, but we hear Shane's been eliminated and the doctors are down to look at Shane and I imagine that was probably legit. Oh, really? Were they saying that that was a three count and he was out? Yeah, well, I think the announcers announcers seemed confused themselves about whether it was supposed to be a you're counted out for three or the refs decided you can't continue. Um, So I'm, I'm not sure which way it was supposed to be, but um yeah he, he obviously based on what it looked like i don't think he could have continued anyway um, no it, it looked to me like you know you see in the ufc when a guy gets knocked out and he goes rigid mm-hmm. it kind of looked yeah. like he almost kicked out because he went rigid and his arm yeah. was like stuck yeah. up i mean it's uh for, for all the things i'm happy to criticize shane for on the show if he did involuntarily kick out of that, I don't think that's really on him. I don't think he would have had the slightest <laughs> clue what he was doing. He's fucked the match. <laughs> <sighs> that was a really brutal, brutal, brutal bump. Like I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, um, that was cool. <laughs> what else have we got going on here? Okay, we've got a. Uh... So Reigns is kind of, I think, ultra fatigued at this point, but Rollins is is quite uh, fresh. And uh, we've got some decent action between him and AJ Styles. Um, mm. Got a Insigiri, we've got a superplex on Styles. And then, I think, did they say it rolls into the Falcon Arrow? Falcon um, Arrow, eh? But Orton breaks the count. Um, Orton going for the DDT from the apron to the floor. Jeez. That's but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, Reigns breaks that up. Uh, Rollins and Reigns end up uh, setting up to power bomb Orton on the desk, but uh, Styles breaks that up, and we've got Dean Ambrose running down, uh, and he's attacking AJ Styles, his teammate. 
for this match who played a big part in him getting eliminated early on. And yeah. obviously, uh, Dean Ambrose was the third Shield member with Reigns and Rollins a wee while ago. Um, they've got the security out to try and stop Ambrose's attack on Styles. Um, and You've got about twenty guys on Ambrose, and he's just trying <laughs> to fight them all. Yeah, like that. Uh, that 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 was what when he was doing stuff like that. I quite enjoyed it. I don't know if if he's. I think I've seen some bits of uh, AEW where he's he's presented the I just want to fight type character, uh, which which probably plays into that. Uh, but he was always sort of presented, I think, as like the wild card in the Shield mm-hmm. um, guy who was just a little bit maybe a little bit unhinged. Um, mm-hmm. Thought thought he played that that role quite well. Um, but we're we're gonna get a little moment of a shield reunion, um, because Reigns and Rollins go after the security to to get Ambrose free because the the announcers are doing a decent job of trying to explain this to you. They know that all he wants to do now is do damage to AJ Styles, <laughs> which will benefit them. Uh, so we get one of the three man uh, shield power bombs on poor AJ Styles through the announce table. That's um, class. That's my favourite part of this. Yeah, match. it was good. And the you... fact that they're on different sides and all that, it's, it's mm-hmm. just a bit of fun, eh? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, when you've got a faction team that were as over as they were for, for a while, um, I think the crowd are always going to pop, even just for those momentary reunion moments. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after the move... Uh, Styles is back in the ring and uh, Rollins pins him. So I think we're now, are we now down to two on two? Yeah. 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 Um, so we've got Rollins and Reigns up against Wyatt and Orton now. Um, but before the action can really kick off, uh, Rollins and Reigns, I think, are both in the ring. And Luke Harper uh, appears at ringside. So... I think he is he still an active Wyatt family member. I can't, I can't at think. that point. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, they, they do this. They do this sort of shield thing. You know, remember the shield used to sort of triangulate the ring. Yeah. If they were going to go and attack somebody, the Wyatt family, mm-hmm. Randy, Bray, and, and Harper do that to them, which I quite. Liked. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, it, yeah, it was a one of those moments where you're you're looking thinking is this almost a little bit of karma for for these uh, former shield guys a little bit of their mm-hmm. own medicine um and then we've got Rollins and Reigns going after Harper but get caught by Wyatt and Orton um got Harper sending Rollins into the post then hitting a big kick um yeah uh, does it for behind push them yeah uh, Rollins dives over the ropes and takes out Harper on the outside. Rollins goes for a flop frog splash, but Ar- Orton catches him very nicely in the air for a RKO. Yep. And uh, Wyatt pins to eliminate Rollins. There was one of these little storyline bits where Orton's executed the move, but it's, it's Wyatt making but the pin. Wyatt gets the... Uh, yeah, nice. Sort of feeling of control there. Um and uh, that leaves Roman Reigns. I think by this point, I was thinking, yeah, he's not. He's not going to win this. It's, it's okay. <laughs> he's uh, he's two on one against Orton and Wyatt. They do have him fight on valiantly, and he does dominate for a little bit of the action, mm-hmm. despite being two on one down. Um, but we've got uh, Roman Reigns going for the Superman punch on uh, Wyatt. Reigns is hurt. He can't capitalize on it. Um, and he's he's setting up Wyatt for the spear. 
uh, and Orton shoves Wyatt out the way, takes the spear himself. Takes the spear. Yeah. More storyline, Adam. Genius. Uh, Bray Wyatt hits the sister Abigail on Roman Reigns. And uh, that's the the win for Team SmackDown with uh, Wyatt and Orton as the survivors. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, I really enjoyed the sort of latter part of this, the whole Shield reunion stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty much after Shane left the match. Uh, I did like like (laughs) Strowman in this match. I really did. I yeah. think he, he, he lost his way um, somewhere between I, I obviously didn't watch the, then but mm-hmm. like between here and, and like around about 2020 he clearly lost his way as far as booking was concerned but just have him be this monster destroys mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. It, it just works perfectly. It's, it's really effective. I remember he had quite a long programme with uh, Reigns Oh, and it whole, was the, like the tip an ambulance or something he was in. Yeah, it's something a wee bit a wee bit over the top. But they, they were position positioning him as a big threat to Reigns at the time. Um I don't know whether they would do that now. I'm, 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 well maybe they would. Um but he he was he was always talked about back then as the guy that could beat Reigns. Um, and I think he did get a, a couple of wins against him, um, but I think it was a very like they must have had a few pay per view matches with each other, and right. I think it was quite even overall, um, right. which probably not an awful lot of people would have been positioned like Reigns uh, in that way, even even from here onwards, because um, he was still being pretty pretty well protected. I thought, uh, well, let's see what the Oracle does for us. You never know. We might get one of those. I, I want to say I remember that did 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 Braun win an elimination chamber or something like that? Maybe I think so. Yeah. Aye. Uh, um. I, I, here's something that goofy thing that Dean Ambrose does where he goes off between the fir- the top and second rope and sort of throws his legs up in the air, then come. That's the daftest move. <laughs> going is it no? That's uh, nonsense. Da- dafter than the Bronco Buster. No, fair point. Fair point. Like Jericho and Owens were fairly good in this character-wise. Mm-hmm. Owens possibly a little bit thrown under the bus as far as being the champion and, and being out of here pretty quickly. But yeah, I mean, amongst this nine of the ten, that they they are genuinely the best or the top guys on the roster, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's that's fair enough in terms of the way the the teams were put together. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, the, the majority of them have some kind of storyline interest going on somewhere in, in this match, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is important because we sort of talked earlier about the difficulty of keeping things like that moving when, when you're doing traditional Survivor Series matches, especially when it doesn't matter who your biggest rival is, it's whoever's on the other show, but they were still able to at least incorporate some of that. You know, they kept the AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose story going. Mm-hmm. They kept the, the Wyatt's story going, things like that. Yeah. I, I was keen to understand where Rollins sat at this point, so I just sort of looked forward a little bit. So at this point, he had come back from, not that long, he'd come back from injury, and he was calling out Triple H for a long time. He ended up, I don't know if you remember, he went on an NXT 
was on a on a takeover yeah. maybe demanded that Triple H come out. Yeah. Um, and this was how they they debuted Samoa Joe onto the main roster as ah. sort of like Triple H's heavy. Yeah, I do remember right. that now that you've said it. Yeah. Um, aye. Shall we go into their main event? Yeah. So you'll be able to know this better than me. Were, were these two, Goldberg and, and Lesnar, clearly not for a title or anything like that? Was this Raw versus SmackDown as well, or was this just... I don't think Goldberg was committed to one. I think because right. he'd, he'd just basically come back and called out Lesnar. Um, and I think, you know, I couldn't tell you which WrestleMania it was, but they, they've obviously had one match that the crowd shit all over because everyone knew that they were both leaving the company. And that was, uh, I think, when Lesnar went and tried to play NFL. Um, Is that WrestleMania 20? Could have been. Austin, mm. Austin's referee. Yeah, Austin's referee. Ref. I think they only did that so that. There was something for the crowd to get behind <laughs> in the match, uh, but yeah, it was it was one of those really difficult positioned matches because both were leaving and the crowd knew and just didn't have any interest at all. Yep. Um, sold out and all that. Yeah, so Goldberg won that match, um, and so he's he's going into this with a a one zero record against Lesnar, and he's he's shown up as the guy you know I've I've beat you I'll beat you again type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I, I probably naively thought, well, they'll give Lesnar the win, and then there's a reason to have a a, a third, like a decider. Mm-hmm. Um, so much as there's probably not going to be an awful lot to get the compliment here, took me by surprise when it happened. Unfortunately, <laughs> rewatching it, I remembered exactly what happened. But uh, aye, this... so it's the aye, that's a aye, it just completely loses all um, replayability, I suppose, eh, if you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Had you no idea what was coming in this? I, I didn't know, but given how long was left of the pay-per-view, I was like, well, somebody must get squashed. I did not expect... Do you know what I quite liked about it? So so the match probably went, what, one and a half minutes? Yeah. If you're lucky. Um, it, it did feel... That's the closest I think I've ever felt to watching a wrestling match to thinking that they've uh, replicated uh, an MMA, UFC-type match where it's like it's just finished like that uh-huh. you know like a, a knockout can come out nowhere a submission can yeah. come out nowhere that spear that Goldberg hit the first time he hit the spear just sort of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and I, I did like I did appreciate that aspect of it yeah um, I think uh, as well we're around the era where you know Lesnar's been destroying everyone um, he's totally dominated even guys like Cena um, who, you know, it's, it's almost unthinkable that he would have lost his comfort <laughs> in the way that he did. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely went into this expecting Lesnar to win. Definitely. I, I remember it. Um, and then being quite shocked. But uh, they're, they, they, they end up doing a third match regardless. Uh, Do they? The, yeah, the, the next WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> There's a bit of a shit show takes place throughout this whole thing, and I think I mentioned no. part of it to you. They're going to take the belt off Owens and put it on Goldberg because they Ooh. want the Lesnar-Goldberg return match at WrestleMania to be for the belt, which I don't think right. it ever needed to does, be. doesn't need but it. No, it doesn't need it here. Why would it need it there? That that was uh, originally going to be Owens defending against Jericho, 
um, for the belt. Oh, that, this, that, so right, is this the whole? Uh, and then, yeah, they get Jericho positioned as like I don't know third match on or something like that. Something and, yeah, like. and Jericho was so affronted by that. He's basically like, we've had the best storyline of the year. Um, put us on first or put us on last. Don't you mm-hmm. know? Put us on middling or whatever. Um, but the decision had been made that it was. Uh, I, I don't. Lesnar Goldberg never has to be for a title. It, 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 it was unnecessary. Uh, but the the return match at the WrestleMania hints that it's going to be the exact same as this match. It starts off the same way, um, right. and Goldberg then misses one of his moves, and Lesnar just totally squashes him from that point onwards. Oh, um, but yeah, it probably lasts maybe about three minutes compared to this one. But uh, it's yeah, I think you can only do that sort of match once. Like, yeah, the, how many times have we seen that with, with Goldberg and Lesnar? Mm-hmm. Um, and this sort of spamming of finishing moves and all that just becomes a bit yeah. re- well, absolutely repetitive. Yeah. Um, I I think for the you know what Bruce Pritchard always says you know like it was unexpected let's go for the unexpected and all that sort of stuff. This mm-hmm. this was unexpected. Um, yeah. But yeah, not much replay value. No, <laughs> no, not really. I, I noticed that the fans were quite into Goldberg. Hi. Um, Chanting well, away. What? Why does his child need to have his top off in the ring though, to celebrate? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. That seemed quite strange. He seemed pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. I thought he was about to get jackhammered. To be fair, <laughs> they're looking uh, all jacked up. They they do the 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 classic uh, walk from backstage uh, for Goldberg. Um, and is it like the Game of Thrones music or something, or something very similar that's uh, that's playing uh, while he's coming down? And um, yeah, it it, actually, it starts fast, and I suppose you know so many Goldberg matches were really quick matches um, mm-hmm. throughout his his big run in WCW. But um, we've got initially Lesnar lifting Goldberg, puts him in the corner, but Goldberg just shoves him off to the mat. Lesnar's kind of smiling as he gets up. But uh, as he as he reaches his feet, Goldberg catches him with a spear, kind of straight away out of nowhere. Hits him with another spear, um, and then Jack Hammer, and that's it. Goldberg mm-hmm. wins in a squash. Yeah, two and zero cool. in the rivalry. I mean, like you talk about the the crowds not really being engaged quite a lot of time in uh, like modern era wrestling, mm-hmm. and they were but they were absolutely engaged in that. Mm-hmm. Going mental, yeah. and I can see you know bring him back and have him be like a an attraction. There, there was absolutely no need to put a world title on him. Hmm. They did it again, though. That's the thing, you know. Like they've done it here, <laughs> and then they did it. He beats Wyatt, when, didn't he? Yeah. He uh, beat the Fiend. I when the Fiend. Yeah. yeah but why did they even put? You know, they put a title on the Fiend. They made it. Yeah. A mess of that, and you know, yeah. like they're they're having him like Michael Myers, but he can't mm-hmm. kick out a. Absolutely awful looking jackhammer suplex type yeah. thing. They've it's amazing to mistake. think that they just, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to think that they repeat these mistakes, well, I suppose. Eh? Yeah. Oh. Hey ho, we're on Triple H's train now. Yeah. And did, did you tell me, someone told me, I assume it was you, I don't talk wrestling to <laughs> many people, um, <laughs> that they're, for the next Survivor Series, there's going to be a War Games. Mm. 
two war games matches. Two war games, so that's yeah, too many. One a, too a many. women's, a women's war games and a men's war games, but we don't know who it might be. I would imagine the bloodline versus someday. Yeah, I've no, I've no problem with it. I think maybe Survivor Series is one of these things that needs something a little bit different. Um, so it'd be. <coughs> That that sounds like I'm committing to watching it. I don't. I don't know. It does. They, they've got this extreme rules pay per view on Saturday, and every single match has got a, an extreme stipulation. Uh. That's quite cool. Like uh. it's the theme of the pay per view. You've got Rollins and um, Riddle in a fight pit match. Um, that is all I can remember right now. Oh, somebody's doing a strap match. Cross and McIntyre strap match. I've, uh, I suppose I've got when uh, I get uh, I I got a couple of days off next week. I get home Let's on Monday. I it. could put it on on Monday night. Mm. Yes. We'll why it's a hundred percent returning at this pay per view as well. After all this white rabbit stuff, so. Yeah, that is one of those where if, if if you don't watch it at the time, I mean, I, I follow too many media things that, that tell me stuff. Um, You'll just see it. Yeah. But I know it's going to be him anyway, and I know it's going to be on Saturday, so that's, that's not a big surprise that it'll get ruined. You don't me. know, you don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> let's see. That'll be, it'll, I mean, wrestling could be a little bit interesting again. Hopefully. It, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't involve... Um, shoot work, work shoot nonsense on social media between AEW wrestlers and whatever. Right. <laughs> that was Survivor Series 2016. Fair to say we weren't impressed, Adam. Nah, like like from... you, I think that that main the main team match had its moments of, of entertainment. Um, rest of the show, not an awful lot, really. Nah. So, you live by the oracle, you die by the oracle. Shall we see what's happening next? Let's let's do it. Come you on, ready? oracle. Whew, take a deep breath. Consult the oracle. Okay. Let's do it. Are you ready? Yeah. I will read to you what the oracle has said. Welcome, outlaws. I see you require my expertise. Today, I have decided that for your next podcast, you should watch WWE Unforgiven 2002. I do hope you enjoy it, my sweet Ross. Okay. Uh, okay. As long as it's not a show we've already covered, which I'm pretty sure it's not. Don't remember Let's as ever you've got for us. I've got it up on cage match here. So, you ready? Here's a card. I'm ready. Oh. oh. Oh, we could be onto something here, Oracle. Oh. Oracle. Oh, here we oh. go. Right. Eight man tag team match Booker T, Bubbery Dudley, Goldust, and Kane versus the Un Americans. Testicles of the world rejoice. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho versus Ric Flair for the WWE Intercontinental title. Eddie Guerrero versus Edge. Billy and Chuck versus Jamal and Rosie, three-minute warning. Kiss My Ass versus Hot Lesbian Action Tag Team Match. Oh. Okay. Quite an interesting uh, stipulation. Uh, World Heavyweight Title Match, Triple H versus Rob Van Dam. 
WWE Women's World Title Match, Molly Holly versus Trish, Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Yes. And a WWE Heavyweight Title Match, Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker. All, all this forgiven, Oracle? Oracle, welcome back. You can <laughs> you can feed a shite if that's what we're going to get after it for dessert. Uh, that that's quite a card. That sounds alright. Yeah, I, I'd be quite happy just to watch three and a half hours of Survivor Series again if it just means getting to watch that Kurt Angle Benoit match. Yeah, I'm trying to think which. I think I've seen three very good Angle Benoit matches. I don't imagine they've had a bad match between them. I feel like Lesnar and Undertaker tend to have quite good matches as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this could be good. Nice. We're yeah. happy. We're yeah, happy, right? we're happy. Yes. Relieved? Relieved. Praise be the Oracle. <laughs> Love you, Oracle. Thank you. So, there we go. Unforgiven 2002. We'll discuss that in two weeks' time. Can he wait, actually? Awesome. Can he bloody wait? <laughs> Hit us up on Instagram at Outlaws Pod. We do not have photos of the Oracle or what she looks like, so do not ask, you filthy buggers. Um, until then, Adam, thank you for joining me for Survivor Series 2016. I thank am you. sorry that, that we had to go through that, but the Oracle moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> uh, you take it easy, and I'll see you in two weeks. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. <laughs>